Spirit, I just want to thank you for your presence here tonight. Speak to our hearts and minister to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand. Please give me Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. And before long, everyone will be able to say this. Because I want you to make this confession. It's very important. You are saying something that is going into your spirit. Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. We got it. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. Let's say that again. He awakens me morning by morning. Let's say that again. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. Okay, the next verse. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. Nor did I turn away. It's so important that we say this. Because you are saying to your spirit, God has done this for me. You remember what Jesus said? They have ears, but they cannot hear. God is the one that is going to give you the ear of the learned. So you can hear. And when you hear, you will not be rebellious. You will not turn away. You will obey. And when you obey, God will bless you. And for the minister, I will confess, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned. So I know to speak a word in season to him who is weary. Please be seated. It's very important. We'll be doing this, and I believe God will give us the results. Amen? Tonight, I want to continue with a message, reason and seated with him. Reason and seated with him. This message is very important. I'm not going to, it's a tendency I want to go to something else. But no, I want to stay with this because it's very, very important. It has also to do with the authority that you as a Christian have, you as a Christian have on earth over the enemy. Back in my nation, I see a lot of Christians, they are so scared of witches and witch doctors and demons. I have no fear of those things. There is no devil big enough. There is no witch doctor big enough for me to be scared of. Because I know the one who lives in me. The witch doctor is possessed with just a little demon. Amen. Just a little demon. I am also possessed by the Spirit of God. We use the word baptized. Amen. I have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. I cannot be afraid of somebody who has been baptized with a demon. I have got the greatest of all spirits. The one who is the Lord of all. Back there, they are very scared. If they want to go anywhere, they say, please don't tell anybody. We don't want our enemies to know. I want the enemies to know where I'm going. Amen. When he sees me coming, he says, here comes trouble. 
What is he up to now? That's what they did with Jesus. Amen? And that's not just for me alone. My people go into captivity because they have no knowledge. That's Isaiah chapter 5 verse 13. Once you know the truth, you have no reason to be afraid. I'm not afraid of want. I'm not depending on anybody. I have to depend on him. And I'm very sure he will not disappoint me. Man will disappoint me. But God can never. That's why I always stay with that scripture. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You need to know who you are and who God sees you as his child. The person that he's made out of your life when you gave your life to him. You are special to him and the demons recognize it. It's just the children of God, they do not, they do not understand it. The Jesus put it this way, the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. They don't understand. But once you know the truth, no one can hold you down. I have no fear and I believe you, have, you should have no fear of anything. I'm never depressed, can never be depressed. I know what to do if I feel that way. I pray in tongues for one hour. And after that, I feel like jumping. That's the truth. I will do it until I'm free from that feeling. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. And I can change the way I feel. Amen? By reflecting on what the Father has done for me. Amen? Now, Jesus told us this. In Matthew chapter 28, beginning from verse 18, he says, And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. All authority. There's nothing left. There is no authority anywhere else. All authority in the universe is in the hands of Jesus Christ. You have nothing to fear. Any, there is no power anywhere else. All authority, he, Jesus said, has been given to me. He had it in heaven. But when he came to the earth, after he died and he rose again, everything was given to him. The devil has no power, no authority. He was stripped of all his authority and of all his power. He can do nothing to, any, to a Christian. The only thing he can do to me is what I allow him to do to me. That's why the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee as with terror from you. All I have to do is stand my ground and say, devil, I know. No, you're not coming in here. I understand Christians anointing their homes with oil. That's okay. I don't need to do that. He knows not to come in there. Amen. If he wants real trouble, let him try. That's just the truth. We have to believe God. There is a God. Amen. And that God is for you. He is on your side. He is standing with you. Your sins have been forgiven. God has nothing between you and Him. There is nothing between you and Him when you have accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior. He is on your side. 
every single day, every single hour. That's what we just read in some fifth, uh, uh, Isaiah chapter 50. He awakens me morning by morning, every morning. His mercies are new every morning. That's not just saying, that's the truth. We must believe the scriptures. Because God will not deny himself. God and his word are one. You can't separate God from his word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God himself. So when I believe the word and I accept the word and I imbibe the word, put that word in my spirit, guess what I just put in my spirit? God himself. All authority has been given to me. So you see, he said, go therefore, make disciples of all nations. They can't help it. We can make disciples of every nation. I don't care where they live. Amen. You go and you will make disciples of every nation. That's what Jesus, go try and make disciples. That's not what he said. Make disciples. We can do that. We teach them. We baptized them in the name of the Father, just like we did on Sunday. Wasn't that an exciting time? Amen. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And then we teach them to observe all things. You know all things that we're teaching them to observe? Cast out devils. Uh-huh. Yeah. Don't run from your house. There's devil in my house. I can't see you. Cast him out. You got the power. You got the authority. We are to teach you to observe all things. These signs follow them that believe, right? The first sign, they shall cast out devils. You shouldn't be afraid of them. They should be afraid of you because you can cast them out. They can cast you out. You can cast them out. If you can't, then Jesus told us something that's not true. But let God be true. And every man a liar. God cannot lie. You can't cast them out. They will listen to you. You just haven't tried. Amen. We got to act on the word. Amen. I want to go to our Ephesians because this is very important. And sometimes we hurry through scriptures. And I, for me, I stay with scriptures. I like to tie scriptures with scripture. But sometimes we really need to stay there and meditate on what God is saying and get full understanding. And once you gain full understanding, something spiritual, the word of God is incorruptible. It cannot be destroyed. It stays there. Once, you, once it gets into your spirit, there is transformation going, going on right there. Once that word of God, the incorruptible word of God, the transforming word of God gets into your spirit, something's got to give. And it's usually for the better, for the believer. Once you take it in, you lose the fear of anything. Amen? Whatever it is, you lose the fear of it. When you have the word of God taking care of your needs financially, you lose the fear of ever being in want. I heard a minister said, I would never be poor again in my life, ever. And God has confirmed it. He's living it. Once you get that word in your spirit, the authority, knowing who you are in Christ, everything is all over. You don't have to beg. You don't have to manipulate people. 
You just stay and trust him. You listen to them talk, but you know who you are. Amen? And you stay with what God has made you. He says, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks and make mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, please take note of the, this word, the Father of glory. We're coming to that, okay? Please don't forget that part. The Father of glory. What's God, of? What's God the Father of? The Father of glory. The Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. You are a Christian, already born again, because Paul was writing to Christians, and he was praying for them. He says, I never cease to make mention of you in my prayers. And this is what I've been praying for you ceaselessly. Amen. Ceaselessly, I've been praying for you that God will give you the spirit of wisdom. So there is a spirit of wisdom and there is a spirit of revelation in the knowledge of Him. So revelation, wisdom in the knowledge of Him. Who? Jesus. The eyes of your understanding. I mean, you know, your, eye, your understanding have eyes. <laughs> That's what God says. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So, this revelation opens your eyes. My eyes have been opened. That's what it's saying. Enlightened. Your eyes are enlightened. You know something that you didn't know before. That's going to transform your life. And all of this, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, the eyes of your understanding... All of that is that you may know. All he wants you to do, all, is, all that he's been praying for is for you to know. Because knowing will transform your life. Not knowing will keep you in the same spot. Going in circles. So, ceaselessly, I pray for you that you may know through the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation, your eyes being enlightened, I want you to know. What does he want you to know? The hope of your calling. Well, if that hope is not great, why was he ceaselessly praying for you to know that hope? There is a hope to your calling. Your calling is not ordinary. God looked into the world and said, I want that one. I want that one for me. The road to heaven is narrow. Few, Jesus said, find it, right? But broad is the way that leads to destruction. And Jesus said, no one can come to me except my heavenly Father draws him. And everyone who has heard from the Father comes to me. So you heard from God, that's why you came to Jesus. And his calling has a great hope in it. 
His calling is not empty. Like I said, told you, come, get me this. That's not the kind of calling. This is a calling to make you something different, a different kind of being in, on the earth. If any man is in Christ, is what? A new creature, different. Yes, you still look like a man, but in the eyes of heaven and before demons, they see another kind of human being. Just like they saw Jesus, he was different from the rest of us when he was here. And that's what God done for us, that you may know the hope of your calling. And then he went on to say that we should know also the riches of the glory of his inheritance in who? You. You are God's inheritance. You know how God got this inheritance? When his son died. The death of his son gave to him this inheritance. And you think he's going to just treat this inheritance flimsily? Something that his son died to make available to God himself? Think about it. That is a precious inheritance that his son, Jesus, through his death, delivered to his father. He wants you to know. Amen. He wants you to know how great this inheritance, this riches. God was made rich by his son. Because God gave you to him. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And then it says, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he walked in Christ when he raised him, from the dead. In other words, the same power that was available to Christ after three days in the tomb that raised him up, that same power is being directed towards your life right now. He said the exceeding greatness of his power. Is this greatness of his power? Towards us, who believe. Are you a believer? That power is at work in your life right now. Bringing to life everything that was dead in your life. Amen. Everything. Bringing to life. It says, it says it's according no, he's already talked about the greatness of his power, right? The greatness of his power. Then he, said, then he said, according to the working of that great power, the working of his mighty power, which he walked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above, 
far above. Some principalities, no. All principality, all power, all might, all dominion. And not only that, every name that is named. If it has a name, he is way, way above it. If you call it whatever it is, Jesus is way, way above it and has authority over it. Cancer is a name. He is way, way above it and has power and authority over it. The devil, that's the name. Demon, that's the name. Sickness, that's the name. Stroke, that's the name. If it has a name, he has given him the name that is way, way above. And when you say that name, that, uh, that thing, whatever it is, <laughs> must succumb to it, to your demand. That's why Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth. How would you bind it? In his name. When you bind it on earth, heaven says, all right, bound, bound. That thing cannot move anymore. If it moves, it's because you allowed it. You allowed it. Let God be true. And those feelings and the lies you have in your head against your life, let that be a lie. Let God be true and stay with God's word. And right now, the word of God is transforming your life as you're listening. Believe me, I know that because Jesus can't lie. He said, you are clean because of the words that I've spoken to you. And if I'm speaking the word of God rightly from the word of God right tonight, believe me, you are being transformed as you're sitting. There is a lot of transactions taking place right now. And your life is being transformed from glory to glory. Because you are listening to the word of God. It says, and he has put all things under his feet. How many things under his feet? If it's a thing, it's under his feet. Whatever you want to call it. If it's a thing, it's under his feet. Even what uh, Aaron is using to film this stuff, guess what? It's a thing, it's below him. Way below. Jesus said, I think it was John the Baptist that said, He who is up from above is above all. And Jesus himself said it. He said, you are from beneath. I'm from there. He was making it clear. All of you demons and your friends, the, uh, the Pharisees and the sad you see, they're sad. All of them. The sad you see, all of them. They are below him. He told them, you are from here. I came from over there. And he who is from above is above all. That statement is very important because you need to understand it. If you are from there, you are above all. He didn't just say, if you, because Jesus came from there and if Jesus is from, he's above all. No. He who is from above is what? Above all. There's a reason why I'm telling you this. Because it's important. He has put all things under his feet. And he gave him to be what? Head. 
after putting all things under his feet, he gave him to be head over all things. To what? To the church. So Jesus, he has all this authority, but God said, no, you, uh, you are not complete. You are just the head. He says, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Who is the fullness of him? Who? According to that scripture. The church. He is not complete without you. Pastor, be careful now. You're going too far with this. But this is the truth. It's right there. The church is his body. The fullness of him that fills all in all. He has authority over everything. And Jesus made it clear. I am the vine and you are the branches. The head is not the feet. Right? Jesus has been given to be the head. Right? The head cannot be the feet. The feet belong to the body. Right? The head is different. So if he has put all things under his feet, that's everything has to be under his body, right? That's everything is under you. Amen. I like to hear an amen there. That's the truth. And again, the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. Many times we want to reason it out. But God takes the foolish things of the earth to confound the wise. He uses the things that are despised so that everyone will know this is God. This is so important. Every sin, name it, is under your feet. Don't just sing it. The devil is under my feet. Don't just sing it. Believe what you're singing. I'm going to the enemy's camp to take what belongs to me. Well, do it. The devil is under my feet. Really believe it. Don't just dance about it. They may believe it. Let the devil know that all things are under his feet. But let me show you something. The Bible talks about God's great love. Wherewith he loves us. With which he loves us. That is Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. But because of his great love, with which he loved us. He tells us what he did in verse 5 of Ephesians chapter 2. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive, how? Together. With who? With Christ. Take note of the word together. It's so important. Jesus made it very clear. He said, in that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I in you. The day has come. The word here is together. You can't separate a man's head from his body. You can't tell me now, Pastor, Pastor Roy's head just went to the bathroom. But his body is still there with uh, Pastor Andy. I'll run from this church if that happens. 
I'm out of here. We were dead in trespasses. We're in the mind of God. Don't tell me to explain it. I don't understand it. But in the mind of God, we died in trespasses because he took our sins. We died with him. We died with him. That's the word together. Together. God uses the word and it comes up over and over again. Please accept this word. Together with him. Together with him. Paul says, I, w- I know he was the one that experienced the suffering, but I want to experience the fellowship of his suffering. Why? Because if I experience it, then I will be raised with him. Amen. I will be raised with him. Dead in trespasses. We were made, uh, he made us alive together in Christ. And then he said, for by grace, you have been saved. When something dies, all his senses are locked up. That's the truth. Dead in trespasses, all senses, spiritual senses, dead. Meaning dead. You can, a dead person cannot hear. A dead person cannot speak. If a man is lying dead, he's been dead for a day, and all of a sudden I hear the word, good luck. I'm out of that room. Unless I was praying for him to be raised, right? (laughs) Did you hear that? Dead people don't talk. Dead people cannot see. Dead people cannot taste. They can't feel anything. Dead. We were dead in trespasses. We do hear this word. I was blind. Now I see. Well, you were raised from the dead first. I should hear I was dead. Now I live. And because you live, You can see. When you were dead, you were blind, right? You can't tell me he's dead, but he sees. That's it. Now you can hear. That's what we prayed about, right? The Lord has given me the hear of the land. Now you can see. Now you can hear. You can taste. You can feel. Because you are alive. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. You can hear because you were raised with him. You were raised together with him. And Paul says that's exactly what happened when you were saved. That's why he says, for by grace, you were saved. That's exactly what happened when you were saved. You were raised with him because now from your sins, you're no longer dead. You're free from them. You, you can now live for God. And look at what it says. And we are raised up He raised us up together, that's the word again, in the mind of God, he raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places. Well, I'm still on the earth, that's your problem. The word says God made us to sit with him in heavenly places. Yes, we are here, 
But Jesus said, No one has seen the Father except the Son who is. It's like he was up there with him. So even though you're here, God sees you sitting with Christ together with him in heavenly places. That's why the Bible can say we are his body, the fullness of him that fills all in all. The body, even though Christ is there spiritually, it's a mysterious thing. There's no way we can fully understand it as men, but the way God sees it, we are seated with him. He raised us together with him, and according to the scripture, he made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ. Guess why? That in ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of what? His grace. The exceeding riches of his grace. Grace, a human being, by the grace of God, a sinner, transformed to the point where you are sitting with Christ in the place of authority over all principality, over all power, all might, all dominion, every name that's named. And has put all things under your feet because he made us to sit together with him in heavenly places. And why? So he wants to show the riches of his grace. The exceeding riches of his grace. Mere man, just ordinary man, but transformed by God's grace, for by grace are we saved through faith. So faith took you to grace. And God, who is rich in mercy, According to his love, with which he loved us. He transformed us. And even though we are on earth, in the mind of God, we are seated with him. Now, could you give me um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1. Because, <coughs> excuse me, in the mind of God, where are you? Where are you in the mind of God, according to the scripture? Seated with him in heavenly places. That's why you came from above. You are an ambassador. Amen. Your home is from there. And he who is from above is above all. That's why Jesus said he has given us all authority. Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing. Where? In heavenly places. Because that's where you are. In heavenly places. Amen. Amen. But you are an ambassador. You live on the earth. And you can exercise the authority. That throne, seated at the Father's right hand, that's a place of power. You don't put the crown on the, a man's feet. Right? Jesus is seated on the throne. The crown is on his head. The power. But the head doesn't stretch his head. The, the head won't stretch the scepter, right? To rule. He needs the hand, right? For the authority. And guess who, where the hand comes from? The body. Amen. 
That's why Jesus is looking to you to bind it here on earth so that it's bound in heaven. The more you keep saying, woe is me, <laughs> God will say, well, what I hear from your mouth, that's what I'm going to give to you. We can operate in faith and trust God because God's on your side. You are there in heavenly places with Him. You reign with Him because you are in heavenly places. I'm going to stop tonight because the time is gone. But think about it. He is the King. Right? And the Bible says, Jesus, let me put it this way. Everything that God has made Jesus, we are the same in some way. The same way. And I'm going to share that with you. Jesus is the king of kings. But God has made us what? Kings and priests. Right? That's what the scripture says. We belong to the same family. If he's the king, we are also kings. And I'm going to share that with you from the scriptures. A king should have authority, right? Why did God make you a king and you got no authority? He has made us priests. He is the great high priest, right? But we are also priests. Check the tabernacle. You got the high priest, but you also have priests that work with the high priest. The high priest cannot walk alone. He needs the other priests to do work in the house of God. Right? That's who we are. We are part of him. We rule and reign with him. That's a lot of revelation tonight. Amen? We rule and reign with him. That's the truth. Let me read this scripture. Again, coming together. Uh, I, uh, Romans chapter 6. Did I say I'm going to stop? I need to stop. <laughs> Let me not overload you. But I read this scripture. But I'm going to go back again to this. Because it's so important that you understand. He has made us kings and priests. To our God. It says that. And then it tells us that we are going to rule. On the earth. You can find that in Revelation. Revelation chapter 5, read from verse 8 through 10. We're coming to that. But let me put this before I close. Romans chapter 6, verse 4 and 5. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. By what? The glory of the Father. I thought we read in Ephesians the exceeding greatness of his, father, of, of his power. Mighty power. But then we says. The father of glory, right? Yeah, glory, that's God's power. Amen? God raised him by, he is the father of glory. There is no power anywhere else. He is the power. He raised him up. He raised him up by the glory of the father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of life. In other words, hey... You're no longer dead. Live like you are alive in God. You are a family member. 
If you are from Bill Gates' family, we know what's around you. Right? We can tell when you show up. If you are a son, you have a lot of friends. <laughs> because we know what can come out of that, that relationship. But look at the word here. It says, For if we have been planted, I'm reading from King James, if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. When you plant something, is it not going to produce? It says, we are also planted in the likeness of his resurrection. We have that. And we should have the produce of that. And the likeness of his resurrection, after he was raised, where did he go? The Father's right hand in heavenly places. And if we were planted with him together in his death, and bring, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. You cannot be touched. I guess I like this song, Don't Can't Touch This, right? <laughs> you can't be touched. You're too little. I think a preacher was dealing with a demon or he says he's the demon that has said something. If I recall this story, threatening, he says, you're too little. You can't do that. You're too little. I'm from there. Every one of you, if you've accepted Christ, you came from there. I'm going to quit. Stand up tonight. I believe God has revealed some things to you tonight. But remember what the scripture says, faith without works is dead. What are you going to do with this? Everything that you heard tonight, what are you going to do with it? Are you still, con- are you still going to continue to say, oh, I don't know, pastor said this, but woe is me. Yeah, I know that, but... Are you going to continue with that? Or are you going to use the authority and tell yourself, the Lord has given me, the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned. Do you know what that means? Speak with authority. If you learn, if you really understood what God has said, you are from there. You represent heaven here. And all its authority is behind you. And whatever you say, Jesus said, whatever you demand, whatever you ask, I will do it. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. Whatever you demand, because you are on the earth, I will do it. If two of you shall agree concerning anything on the earth, because he is there, we are representing him here. And we carry on our head the same authority. Somebody said, don't say that the devil is going to come to you, Pastor. Let him bring his senior brother. All of them. I'm okay. I'll go to sleep. It makes me to lie down in green pastures. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. He'll prepare a table before me. 
in the presence of my enemies. I don't have to be scared of anybody. They can't touch me. And you cannot be touched tonight. Amen. Say that with me. I cannot be touched. I am from above. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. I have the authority of the head. Jesus is my head. He has the crown. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. We're dismissed.